debt, fear, relationships, the children, your health, work. When you want to give up and you need courage to continue, take heart and stay tuned as R.J. Jackson writes her signature message of hope on your heart. You don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. Like every show of Conversations on Courage, you'll be informed, inspired, and encouraged to find the courage you need to succeed at home, work, and in your business. Get your pen and paper. You'll want to take notes. And now, your host, R.J. Jackson, The Courage Giver. Hey now, happy Tuesday. And welcome back to the table. You talk about authentic, down-to-earth conversation. (laughs) Well, we had one last week, as in every week. And let me just remind you, today is no exception. We got lots for you to talk about today. Oh, yes, we do. We have opportunities, encouragement, and inspiration that will cause transformation in your situation. But first, here's 60 seconds of Something Amazing with Athena Blue of Blue Retreats at blueretreats.com. I'm Athena Blue, and the quote for today is, It always seems impossible until it's done. Nelson Mandela. How many times have you done something after thinking it was impossible and realized after doing it that it wasn't as hard as you imagined? This happens to everyone but it only stops some. Why? Because they can't see life on the other side of fear. This doesn't have to be you. One way of overcoming your fears is by answering some simple questions. What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid? What's the source of this fear? Next, write down your top three fears. Visualize yourself overcoming it until you feel the victory and gratitude of conquering it. Then take action and go do it. It always seems impossible until it's done. This is Athena Blue with 60 seconds of something amazing. You can contact me at blueretreats.com. Thanks, Athena. You're amazing. Stay tuned. Coming up next, RJ brings her special guest to the table for more authentic and down-to-earth conversations on courage. Well, if you're ready, let's welcome author and speaker, the professor of perseverance, Mr. James Perdue, to the table. Push it the wheelchair faster than a three-legged turtle, more powerful than a Shirley Temple drink, and able to take any ramp to get on and off a curb. Look, rolling down the street, it's a boulder. It's a tank. No, it's Perseverance Man. Perseverance Man, a.k.a. Professor of Perseverance, a quadriplegic, can bend a plastic fork with his own hands and won't allow his past to define him or his future. While serving and encouraging others to persevere past their paralysis, Dr. James Perdue and his service canine, Ricardo, educates people to brace themselves for a better future despite their past. He engages audiences with his humility, humor, 
and gratitude as they hear his inspirational story and strip away excuses for anyone not achieving their goals. Join me in welcoming to the table the Perseverance Man, a.k.a. Professor of Perseverance, Dr. James Perdue, and his service canine, Ricardo. Hey, James. Welcome to the table, brother. RJ, thank you for having me on. Thank you. It is my pleasure. So let's just go on, get the party started, have a little bit of fun, and then let's hear your story. So I always start the broadcast off with my game, and the question is, are you game for playing? Yes, sister, I'm ready to go. So would you rather read or would you rather write? I would rather read. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Chess or checkers? I guess checkers. I never learned chess, so checkers. Oh, well, I might have to sit down at the table with you one more time and show you all about this thing called checkers, too, you know. Country or jazz? Both. <laughs> okay, and what's your genre for today? Today, if I'm going with one, then I'm going with country. All right, summer or winter? Oh, summer. Would you rather be alone or in a big crowd? Alone. Hey, when you're singing, would you rather be singing in the shower or singing in the choir? I'm a shower type of singer, yes. <laughs> oh, James, it's been a pleasure playing along with you and getting to know you. I love your answer, both. Mm -hmm. When we have to pick just one, isn't it tough sometimes? Sometimes it is, yes. Yes, it is. So speaking of tough, James, what's your story? I was one of those that grew up thinking I was invincible, uh, that nothing was going to stop me. I had the world by the tail, and I was going to be a professional baseball player. That was my goal from 10 years old up to uh, 19 years old. And I was two weeks into college, and I was there on a baseball scholarship and um, got to play one college game of baseball in the fall. I was the only freshman starting, so that made me feel even more uh, invincible, more more uh, towards this great profession that I was looking for. And the very next day, which was, again, September 11th, a bunch of people were playing football on the campus green at college. No pads, no helmets, but we were playing tackle football. And we'd been out for about two hours, and uh, my team got the ball back. And I remember saying, uh, well, hey, I need to get my stuff ready for class tomorrow. I'm tired. And so I said I was done playing football for today. So I turned around and left the huddle. I maybe got about 10 feet away, and then I heard someone say, we need someone to run the ball. So I stopped, turned around, and I said, all right, I'll come back for one more play. 
And so they hand the ball off to me. I broke through the line, scored a touchdown, and as I'm turning back towards everyone, that's when my life changed. I saw something in my peripheral vision on my right side. I felt contact up high. I heard a loud pop, and both of us went to the ground. And that day, only one of us returned to the feet. And I'll give you a hint, RJ, it wasn't me. Wow. And was that after the play was over? The play was over, correct. I scored a touchdown, put put the ball down and turning towards everyone, and the guy continued playing on a dead ball. And, again, there was no referees, again, no helmet, no pads, but we were playing tackle football. And the guy hit me when the play was dead and gone and over with. James, it's obvious that your life changed that day. Would you also say that the other man's life changed as well? I would like to think so. I don't know. I didn't know the young man when we were playing. I've never seen or met him since then. I, I do think he came to the hospital once to visit me. I was on what's called a striker frame. It screws uh, into my skull and had weights hanging off of it to stretch my neck. And you lay uh, two hours on your back, and then they'll turn the bed over and lay an hour on your stomach, and then they'll turn again in two hours on your back. So, so for the first two weeks, Every two and one hour, I'm being turned. So this one day, I was facing down. I was laying on my stomach, and two guys come in to visit me at the hospital. And we talked and talked and talked, and the guy never said, hey, I'm the one that hit you. Uh, But here's the reason I think it may have been him, is when they were leaving, I heard the door shut. Then I heard the door open up, and I heard someone say, I'm sorry, man, and then the door shut. So I'm assuming that was him. I I just don't know for sure. Wow. Thank you for your courage to share your story. That's part of of my, I call it rehab, my therapy, is try to encourage others now uh, to give them hope that things can happen. And, you know, out of the worst situations, something good can come out of it. You were 19. You were playing professional baseball. Your first day on the field was amazing. Your only day on the field was amazing. And then life changed. Did you ever or do you ever feel like giving up? The first five years of my injury, uh, apparently I was depressed and I was, I guess there was so much in my life that I didn't realize how depressed I was until I got out of it. You know, I tried to hide my depression with my family and friends. And of course, most of them saw through the, the hidden face. Um, but I didn't realize how bad it was until I finally got out of it. Uh, I tried to go to back to college and was trying to do some other things. And, but when I finally got out of it, yeah, I realized then how bad I really was. And, yeah, there's 
and of course throughout life we have ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. And actually, it'd be about 10 years ago now, I did attempt suicide uh, three times in three days to get out of here. And the last time they found me laying on my van floor sucking in carbon monoxide and someone found me, I wasn't breathing, they got me to the hospital, put me in a hyperbaric chamber to force oxygen into my body and the carbon monoxide out and was in the hospital for seven weeks. And that, uh, since I didn't die on three, three attempts, that was uh, when someone said, God still has a purpose for you, James, because if he didn't, you wouldn't be here. And um, so God still has a purpose. So we're moving on strong from that. Amen, brother. And I know this accident occurred your first year in college, and as you just shared with us, you tried to say, I'm out of here. God said, no, you're not. I still have a purpose for you. And today we call you Dr. James. You have a Ph.D. Tell us a little bit about that journey. And uh, I tell people, don't take doctor too serious because uh, – I, it's not like I can write out a prescription for anybody, but I can drive you to uh, to the store and pick them up for you. So, uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good journey. Uh, during the journey is also is when I attempted suicide, and I had a great dissertation chair that was uh, head of my chair, and she uh, after I lived, I called to explain to her that I'm just not even going to finish the doctoral. I just don't see any purpose in it anymore. And um, she was very inspirational, very encouraging. She withdrew me from the classes so I wouldn't get any bad grades or anything from uh, from that semester. But then she turned and said, James, I'm re-enrolling you the very first chance you can get in. I said, because you do not need to be sitting in your house, staring at the walls, and make things worse. You need to get back to this and finish it. And she was great. You're very encouraging yourself, brother. And isn't it amazing how God sends the right people at the right time to remind us that there is purpose in our pain? And, again, it, 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 it's always said God's timing is perfect. And, again, whenever something seems to go wrong, he always puts someone into my life to help take care of things and to help you know, make things easier and better and more encouraging, more inspiring. So, yeah, he definitely definitely sends it on his time, and his time is perfect. What a mighty God. We Hi, this is Miriam Ali, and you're listening to Conversations on Courage with your host, R.J. Jackson, the Courage Giver. So, James, where do you find your hope? I find hope uh, from the people seeing me out in public and see some of the hard things I have to go through being in a wheelchair, that they feel grateful for their life, that uh, they're not disabled or something, that, uh, you know, maybe they feel stronger, something like that, you know, that uh, they they go, wow, look at him. If he could do this on a rainy day, I have no reason I can't. And so, you know, you know, showing, you know I get hope knowing that, other people will receive something from me. And again, I don't have to know that they're watching or knowing it, but, you know, that hopefully it's given them a good day as well. 
What inspires you to get up every day and just simply, like, try again? What gets me up and going during the day, the desire to keep going on and on? Well, that's pretty easy. With the disability that I have, I could easily just lay in bed and watch TV all day long and go to sleep and then wake up and watch TV all day long. And, you know, it would be a life, not a good life, but this is a huge, big world, and I want to experience and see as much as possible. And, again, while doing that on the journey, I'm hoping to inspire, motivate others to give them something that they can grab hold of and use for another day to get them through something. Hey, James, tell us about your journey of how you took your pain and turned it into purpose. Again, early in my life after my injury, you know, I was still going out trying to go to school and trying to do other things and trying to have a so-called normal life afterwards. I'd go to movies, go to ball games and stuff like that. But I found that for me, my form of therapy, mental therapy, even though I couldn't play baseball, my brother and I got into coaching baseball. I mean, I couldn't get out there and hit the ball and show them how to catch it, but I can tell them how to throw a curveball or how to catch the ball correctly or coach the game uh, for them. And so that was my form of therapy, and it made me feel that I can encourage other people to do the best they can by me trying to do the best as I could. And that is always the only thing that is required of us is that we give our best. I know that these days you roll around sharing your story. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Go around and try to uh, motivate and inspire. And um, I've got a, an AKA name instead of Dr. James. It's the Professor of Perseverance. Talk to us about it. So actually a buddy of ours you've interviewed and you know John Bentley, he's the one that tagged me that and uh, a professor of perseverance. And so John, John's a real good man and everything like that. I'm glad, again, John was put into my life uh, through God as well. And the same as uh, you are, Jay. So we're glad that uh, you've been able to enter my life. The pleasure is all mine. How can our listening audience connect with you if they're interested in having you come and share your story with their audience? People can go to my website, and that is professorofperseverance.com. Again, Professor of Perseverance, all one word, no spaces, professorofperseverance.com. And if you missed that, you can always find it on our website at conversationsoncourage.com. That's conversationsoncourage.com. As you keep on rolling, what words of inspiration would you like to leave with our audience today to remind them to take a risk with confidence and live life on the other side of fear? And as I roll my wheelchair, I'm probably the slowest one that people will ever meet. Uh, but I do tell them I'm faster than a three-legged turtle, but that's about it. And so I would just tell people listening, it doesn't matter how fast you get to where you're going as long as you get 
to where you're going. It took me eight years to get a two-year associate's degree, but again, I got it. Where how many people don't finish? So again, my thing is when you take two steps forward, and you may have to take one step back, and overall, you still gained that one step, so you're still in good shape. So again, to me is just keep moving forward, keep moving forward. You don't have to get everything done in a day. If it takes 10 days, so be it. James, you are the perfect example of perseverance. Thanks for being the example of what we need to see perseverance with a capital P really looks like. You believed in yourself. You pushed past your limits. You experienced life and conquer your goals and live life on the other side of fear. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, RJ, for having me. Well, what can we say? Another day here at the table on Conversations on Courage, where we absolutely, positively kept our promise to you. Not only did we provide you with inspiration that causes transformation, but we provided you with success strategies for healthy and hold relationships. Hopefully you took some notes, but if not, no worries. Just catch us on the replay. We'll be here just for you. I'm RJ Jackson, the Courage Giver. It's been a pleasure to be your host and introduce you to our special guest today, the Professor of Perseverance, James Perdue. Be sure to check him out online at Professor of Perseverance.com. That's Professor of Perseverance.com. In the meantime and in between time, yeah, I'm not going to quit my day job. Don't you worry. Because my day job is inspiring you to take a risk with confidence so that you, my friend, can live life on the other side of fear. While it is my pleasure to inspire you and encourage your heart here on Conversations on Courage, it is my passion and my purpose to connect with you intentionally as an international speaker to remind you that there's greatness inside of you. If you're looking for an authentic down-to-earth speaker, who speaks not only from the heart, but shares her stories for God's glory and tells about the journey that she's taking and that she's preparing for. Hey, give me a call. Let's talk. It'd be my pleasure to see how I may serve you. In the meantime, in between time, as I like to say, keep up your courage. Take a risk with confidence and stay blessed indeed. We'll be here again next week, same time, same purpose. And you, my friend, (laughs) well, you're the reason why. So we hope to see you then. In the meantime, don't forget to follow me online. You can catch me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Anchor, and all social media platforms at The Courage Giver. You can visit my website at thecouragegiver.com 
That's thecouragegiver.com. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for Conversations on Courage. Now that you've been inspired, informed, and encouraged, it's time for you to take action. So head on over to thecouragegiver.com. That's thecouragegiver.com. And connect with RJ for a personal conversation on courage. She's waiting to help you take the risk you need to succeed.